morning. Morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh man, I can't wait to go to bed. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Sales uh, two cents. Today, I'm going to be talking about are you really saved? I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to just dive right into it today. And uh, again, um, you can always catch catch um, catch these on my podcast. Um, you will always get a link. Hey, cuz, how's it going? Good morning. So, yeah, let me dig right in. Um, are you saved? And what made me come up with, with this one was... Uh, this is one of my weekends where I uh, I did a, uh, my Netflix and chill, my binge watching. Um, and one of the last movies I watched um, on Netflix was called Come Sunday. And um, this movie was about a pastor that got ridiculed and judged and pretty much beat up pretty bad by... by uh, by the church for a comment he made and um what it really was was he was he was up late one night i think like doing some studying or something and he saw one of those commercials i'm good i'm hanging in there (laughs) so yeah he saw one of those commercials of um of uh, the you know how they had those commercials with and they showing the kids starving in Africa and everything and he just started to uh to weep over them and cry over them and he he was saying to himself that can't be you know can't be true this can't be you know he was in his mind he was thinking that God wouldn't wouldn't allow these kids to um allow these kids to not be able to be these kids not be able to be saved um because you know you know i see those kids when they're starving and a lot of them a lot of them die and they don't make it and things of that sort and his heart was broken because those are kids that usually don't get saved and um he made the comment in one of his sermons that uh, that he heard God speak to him and tell tell him that those kids were saved. Um, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get um, deep into that, but um, I want to go into the what what the church and what uh, religious people believe how we are saved and how we get saved. Um, and one of those ways is, is through the spirit. And, um, and, and then water baptism. And then, um, you have some people who's like, well, if you recite these words and you'll be saved, uh, things of that sort, uh, you receive the Holy spirit and, you speak in tongues and and things of that sort. You're considered saved. Um, all of those things, um, I don't argue with. I know for me personally, my belief is that you are saved through the Spirit and baptism. 
and you when you receive that. Now, a lot of people say, well, there are some gray areas to that. There's there's no gray areas like that. I mean, I was up all night uh, Saturday night after this and pre oh well I was saying because by the time I got done watching movies it was one o'clock in the morning but I was up the rest of the morning until I think I slept for like an hour until it was time for me to wake up and get my daughter and go to church but um I was I was asking God the same thing because I didn't think the pastor in the movie's uh, statement was wrong. I don't think he said anything wrong. And and in the movie, they kind of a lot of the people kind of took what did take what he said out of context because they started saying that he was saying that there's no such thing as hell, and it was a lot of stuff. I'm not gonna really get into it uh, and say if you want to check out the movie, you guys want to check out the movie. It's called Come Sunday, but. Um, I was up thinking and, and and talking to God about that all night because cause a lot of Christians do have questions about that and they do struggle with that, this whole thing about being saved and how am I really truly saved? Like I say, me personally, I believe in you being saved through the Spirit and water baptism. Um, and I'm going to get a lot deeper into that here in a second, but... This is what God gave to gave to me, and based on the based on my readings and studying in the in the Bible, uh, God has different instructions and in different. He has different instructions and in different ways about dealing with different situations, or or occasions, and and that's with with dealing with people and dealing with churches. And um, I want to use a, I'm a, I, I wrote down in my notes, I'm going to use the example, um, my kids being, a, being the father. And, and I have a, a 10 year difference between my son and my daughter, 11 year difference between my two daughters. There's 11 year difference. And, there are some things that my teenagers are able to do that my five-year-old is not able to do for the simple fact because of the age difference. My my five-year-old can't be left alone for a couple of hours in the house by herself. It's just not going to happen. It's, it's just irresponsible and she's not... A five-year-old is not old enough and capable enough to take care of themselves without adult supervision. Uh, by the time you get age 16, 17, you, you're in the mindset that you all, you've grown anyway. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Um, and there are certain things that my five-year-old can get away with, I would say. Um, and there are some things that my 15 and my 16-year-old cannot get away with. Uh, for example, I'm probably more lenient when, especially when my five-year-old was going, was being potty trained, I was more lenient to her, you know, not sometimes making it to the bathroom. But 
my teenagers is no excuse for them not to know to go to the bathroom because they know better. And and that's what God put on me when I was when when I was, you know, up thinking about it. He was like, Well, there's certain there's certain situations where um where I will make an exception. And and that exception is with children. Um children are already brought into this world pure and innocent. They're already you're already pretty much under the covering when you come in. And God asks puts another covering on top of that, giving you parents. Um I'm responsible for my kids upbringing and I'm going to get to this when I talk I'm going to get to this even deeper when I talk about what's truly the man's role that God sees a man's role is. God holds me accountable for not just my children, but for my household. And I'm responsible for those children until they come of, come of age to be an adult and make their own decisions. Um, or when they get saved. And my two teenagers are already saved, but I still have that responsibility to make sure that they do what they need to do as far as what God wants them to do with their lives. Um I'm still I'm still held accountable until they until they leave the nest. I'm still held accountable for them. And that's how it is with children. Um you have you have um there's a lot of a lot of people that was abused as kids um and just came up in in bad situations and for you for you people that have been in those situations is that that's not your fault you're not going to be held accountable for those things that happened to you as a child because you didn't know better you were still um ignorant to the fact that you were still impure and that's what I got from what God gave me when um, when I was thinking about what the state the statement that the the pastor made about the children already being saved. Now here's the thing: my dad and my mom and my family made sure, like my uncles and my aunts, along with my mom and dad, made sure that. I was brought up right and I was brought up right under, under God, you know? So by the time I got saved, which I got saved at the age of 12, um, and I was baptized and let me get a little further into that. Now, um, uh, I didn't, and I don't, and I'll have yet to see churches to just go and just baptize. You see in the movies of people, you know, they're baptizing people in the river. Somebody comes out of nowhere and they baptize them. I have, I have never and never seen that in any church that I've been involved in or any church that I've visited. And there was a baptism when it comes to a child. Um, and I know when I got baptized, um, I got baptized right when and there, right then and there, but there was, a young lady that was my age that got baptized, but she did not get baptized until her parents 
were known about it and was given permission because she had one of those parents that just didn't show up to church. But um, I got baptized right then and there, and I received the Holy Spirit before I, before I got baptized. I did. That's what made me want to go. That's what made me want to get baptized. So um, I'll tell that story one day. But anyway, um, it was already it was already implied and known that that Marcel knows enough to where he can make that decision and give his life to Christ. But now it's our as as witnesses is our turn to make sure that he continues on that path and. And when you and when you get old enough and there's and there's there's a scripture where it talks about uh, for parents not to worry about their child, because if you if you if you brought your child up in the word, they will never depart from it. Um, there's scripture on that. And that's very true. And what it is, is. What separates us from from God is sin. And if you're born pure and you haven't sinned yet, and I'm talking about the kid, I'm going back to to kids, then of course you're already you're already saved. But what happens is that as we get older and we start to practice and be able to practice our free will that God given us, we start we we start we start sinning and therefore we separate ourselves from God. When you start sinning and doing things that that is not of God, then you start to separate yourself from him. And the only way you can re reunite with God is to be saved and to do these certain things. And once you become saved, then you start repenting every time you sin. Like I said before, there's there's no such thing as a perfect person and perfect sin. So there's always you're always gonna have a sinful nature. It's it's just something that we're not gonna be able to get get away from. And and that's exactly why we need to be saved is because we had separate ourselves from God. So in order to get back there, I mean, it's just that simple. It's just that basic. It's that simple. But um, I say I won't get too deep into it. And I think about there's I'm going to put it this way. God has places for for children in heaven. He has places for animals. Everybody has a place. And we, as, like I said before, we as human beings are the only ones that have been given free will. And with that free will, we have to repent and go back to God. We have to, we get separated from him because we, we have a sinful nature. We sin. And that's what we have to realize. And my question to some of you are, are, are you like my title, are you really saved? Do you consider yourself saved? And and my pastor did something I never heard a pastor do before and and it was awesome. He said he said yesterday at church, he said, um I'm trying to make sure I word it as close as I can to what he said. But um and it's funny how 
my pastor doesn't know what I'm going to do on these podcasts, and I don't know what he's going to preach. And he preached on being saved. <laughs> he preached on salvation yesterday. And before he started, he asked, he started out with a question. He asked um, how many people in the church consider themselves members of the church. And then um, he said something so powerful that, that made me respect him even more as a pastor. And he said that, I don't make the decision of you being a member of the church. You make that decision. That blew me away. I never heard a pastor say that before. I, I've, I've been around pastors that that acted that way before, whereas I'm not going to force you to join the church. I'm not going to force you to be a member of the church. That's your choice. But I've never heard a pastor come out and say, you make the decision. You decide if you're going to be a member of of my church, not me. And that was powerful. And that's and that's where and and to get any even deeper, that's where God has us. He puts us right there, and He asks us that question: Are you going to follow me, or are you going to do the worldly things? And He gives us that option. And and that's when salvation comes in. That's when being saved comes in. He gives us that choice. And if you choose to continue to walk in sin and get further and further away from God, so when and when it's time for your judgment to come, you can't be mad at God and you can't be wondering like, well, why didn't I get into heaven? And it's on you. God gives you the responsibility to make these decisions. Just like when my when my teenagers go off and do their own thing. That's going to be on them. And a lot of things that they're doing now is on them. Like, and that's real. And I, I told them that. Like, this now that you're getting older, there's going to be some decisions you're going to make that you're going to have to reap the benefits of. Because you decide to do, especially if you go against my, my rules or mom's rules, and especially God's rules. My rules... All my rules that I have for my kids go down the line of how God wants us to live. Even if I fall short of living that, you know, and sometimes I do because I'm, I'm guilty of that too. But we have to, we have that free will to make that decision. And that's why I titled it, Are You Really Saved? Because you got to really think about that. Are you really saved? Are you really consider yourself a child of God. And that's where I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it right there. Everybody have a blessed day and ask yourself, are you really saved? All right, I'm out.
What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Make this real quick. Jump right into it. Uh, doing my part two of Are You Truly Safe? And uh, I was, uh, last week, or was it, uh, I think it was Sunday night. Yeah, it was Sunday night. Um, my son texted me and uh, was like, hey, dad, you know. Me and this, uh, me and this friend of mine was looking stuff on the internet, and um, they ran across this um, article talking about um, what was supposed to be yesterday was supposed to be um, the end of the world. And he texted me and was saying, like, you know what, Dad? And, you know, I'm, I know I shouldn't be, but I'm kind of freaking out, and. And, um, I texted him back and was like, okay, son, you know, um, like, you do know you're saved, right? <laughs> and he texted me back and, I, and he was like, yeah. I was like, well, then, um, those things shouldn't concern you. And then I told him to look up the verse in, um, First Thessalonians when it talks about, um, the time of day that God is coming, it does not matter. But he will come like a thief in the night. And um, I told him, like, we, we don't know when he's going to come. But it really doesn't matter. Um, it really doesn't matter when God comes. Because if you're saved... Um, that's, when he comes, it's not going to be any concern of ours because we're going to be gone anyway. He's going to come and get us before before the rapture even even starts. And, you know, I was thinking about that and and, um, and also was thinking about that verse because uh, um, we are living in the end times and there are people saying that... Um, that, you know, predicting when and 
you know, when, when and what time is going to happen. We have more predictions um, the past couple of years of the last days than um, far as I've been around. Um, that's the most I've ever heard and ever witnessed uh, people talking about, you know, giving, giving dates and predicting when, when the end of the world is coming. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a nerd at heart and especially when it comes to, um, astronomy and the universe and things of that sort. And, and it's been said for, for, for a while, for a long time that the Mayans, you know, knew exactly when, as a matter of fact, there was a couple of predictions based on, um, some of the things that was found and talked about when it comes to the Mayans and when God is supposed to come back. But I say, I'll tell that story to say this and, and to, um, because we're talking about being saved and are you truly saved? The the first video I did on this um, pipe and podcast I did on this, I really just broke it down um, of what it means to be saved and everything like that. But then you still have you still when you're saved you still deal with the struggles of of the world because you're still in the world. You're you're no longer a part of the world. I mean, of the world, but you're still a part of the world. And so we, and it's natural for us as Christians to deal with with um, those certain things that um, and those certain questions that we have. When is the world <laughs> coming to an end, and and when is the last day? And and to be truthfully honest, it it really, like I said before, it really doesn't matter. Really, no concern to us. And sometimes we as Christians, we concern ourselves with things that we shouldn't be concerned about. And and it's hard and it's difficult. It is. It's very hard and very difficult to to sometimes to have that full trust. But when you fully believe that you are saved and you fully and you fully are saved these things that you hear about becomes comical so <laughs> you just laugh at it like oh yeah they predicting the world is coming to an end so it doesn't matter to me um i'm not afraid to die i've never been um afraid to die but i've always been i always in the back of my mind until recently in the back of my mind I always was like man I don't want to leave this earth because I, I I'm an outdoors person I love nature and and I've been I've been blessed to be able to travel travel around the world and go to different places and see different things and and I still want to do some more traveling and experiencing things and it's so much that this earth has to offer and it's so beautiful. And I remember, I remember, um, when I had my mountain route and I was just talking to guys like, man, it's like, man, God, this is so beautiful. I don't really like, man, I don't, I don't really want to leave this behind. 
and you know, God kind of like chuckled, and I can hear him. You know, I hear his voice clear as day. It's like you think this is something. Just wait to what I got for you when you, when you come up when you come up here. Just wait, just wait to see what's on the other side. And then I was like, okay, I felt more. I was like, yeah, like wow, it is it, like like if this is just. This is just a tiny little speck, a piece of what, what the amazing things that God can do. And sometimes when we become saved, especially especially in the world of technology, especially nowadays when there's so much, we have so much technology and so many distractions, it's easy to fall to fall short and doubt how truly amazing God is and 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 to doubt your salvation. And yeah, so much stuff out there now. And so we're we're cloning things. We got we we got um all this crazy weather. <laughs> that's a that's a big hey, what's going on? That's a big um part of it too. Um it, and the government is controlling the weather. There's no way around that. Um, the government has found out ways to control the weather, to manipulate, to manipulate what you watch, to manipulate what what you hear and what you read. And the Bible is one of the most um, rewritten and well, I wouldn't want to say rewritten, but retranslated. Yeah, and rewritten. It's the most copied. That's yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. It's the most copied book ever. Till this day, the Bible is the most copied book. It's the book that is is distributed and copied and recopied. I mean, it's it's the Bible's being rewritten and copied so so much and so many times that that now you have to be careful of now you have to be careful of what you what you read and some of these translations you got to be careful about um about how you what you're reading and how you're reading in the in the bible because a lot of things nowadays is really taken out of context and and written kind of kind of uh, funny kind of strange so you really got to be careful with even what you're reading and and like i said in in the in the podcast yesterday you got to watch out for some of these pastors and some of your leaders too um it's very important very very important but um the thing is you just got to have discernment and the way you have discernment is you have to have a better relationship with God, a stronger relationship with God, and you got to get closer to God. And to do those things, sometimes you just got to be quiet and be still and try to listen out for his voice and try to hear his voice. And, and so my challenge is, as I wrap up, I say I was going to make this real short. Um, ask yourself, are you truly saved? And the way you figure out, are you truly saved? Because like I told you, I told you, I gave you guys 
a little bit on how to be saved. But then I know for a fact there's us Christians that question, are we saved? And, you know, examine yourself. Are you, are you willing, are you in that state of mind where you're believing everything you hear and everything you read? Um, are you being manipulated to believe and to serve in the church in ways that you know that's not right and things of that sort? So, um, my challenge to you, to you guys today is to, to examine yourself. Um, ask yourself, are you really saved? Are you really doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and doing the things that God called you to do? And um, I do that too. I do that. Like, am I, you know, I know I'm saved. I know I am. But, you know, even, even some, I have those days too where it's like, am I really? Like, <laughs> that's, that's what Satan does. But examine yourselves and, and, and have confidence in, in your salvation. That's what I was trying to say. Have confidence in your, in your um, salvation. And have confidence in the God you serve. And don't be fooled by the things that are out there. Um, this is Sales Two Cents. Um, signing out. You guys have a blessed day.